Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Star Wars Minute. It's our podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and uh, hyper-discussionize. I think I said that once before. Star Wars, the original movie, the unsullied, non-special, regular edition. Each and every minute, individually, one at a time. Uh, I'm Pete the Retailer from Nerd Geek Dork. I'm Alex Robinson from the Ink Panthers podcast. And this is Gaz, Padawan to Qui-Gar 7 Skywalker. So today we're talking about Minute 32, which starts out with uh, the end of Obi-Wan's little realization that uh, somebody called him Obi-Wan, and uh, then goes up until uh, they, when they go to rescue C-3PO, who has fallen off a little rock and his arm has fallen off. So does anybody have anything they want to start off with? Uh, I, I really like Obi-Wan, like Alec Guinness as Obi-Wan, this character. As an adult, like, I appreciate it. I just think his acting is great. I, like, I, I enjoy every moment of this. But even as a kid, I, I know I definitely liked him more than a lot of other kids. Like, I liked Luke, Luke and Han and everybody else, but, like, I always thought he was awesome. And I remember this moment specifically, and again, I don't remember the first time I saw it, but I know the, whenever it was that he was, like, he's me and kind of smiles. And I'm like, this guy's awesome. He's got a sense of humor and he's awesome. And like something about that line just sold the whole character to me. Hmm. Well, interestingly, I wrote that down in my notes as well. That, that line about, of course I know him. he's me for some reason, that line cracked me up as a kid. And I guess, cause it's the kind of cornball joke that kids would, <laughs> you know, like you didn't see that coming. It's me, yeah. you know, like <laughs> kids are so easily. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I thought that I thought that was, and also the line where he says, "Oh, he's not dead," and then he not like dead. looks up, "Not yet." And yeah, it's a good. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. He's, although I I didn't like Ben when I was a kid, I thought it was boring, and you know. Did, so, did you uh, like him more than Uncle Owen, though? <laughs> uh, yeah, because at least he uses a lightsaber sometimes. That's true. But uh, but he has in a lot more talky scenes than uh, than Uncle Owen is. So uh, <laughs> when you're when you're eight years old, you don't like those. You're the the Grand Moff Tarkin and Ben Kenobi scenes are the scenes you would wind up uh, scrubbing past. If see, I agree with you on the Grand Moff Tarkin, but like I said, even as a kid, some about I think it was because like I wanted to meet Ben. I wanted to be Luke, and so like everything Ben said was amazing to me. Because I'm like, if I listen hard enough, I'll be a Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. And also the line where he says, I haven't been called Obi-Wan since, oh, before you were born. And I was curious as to how they were going to handle this in the prequels. Sorry, Pete, I know you hate when I bring up the prequels. But, uh, so that is yet another case of Obi-Wan Kenobi being a filthy liar because Luke is clearly born when he is called Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, I had a similar thought, which I wasn't going to bring up because it was prequels, but I just imagined, like, the next scene in episode three of, like, oh, it's Luke and Leia. He's like, call me Ben from now on. Ben. I'm Ben. <laughs> like, like, he just wants attention away from the babies. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's when he decided that. Instantly. <laughs> hey, did I tell you guys I'm Ben? I'm Ben. <laughs> just me, Ben Kenobi. <laughs> did I show you guys uh, my new business cards? They say Ben. <laughs> Although I guess, admittedly, it is has been you know nineteen or so years, so you can forgive uh, Obi Wan for uh, not remembering the exact chronology of when 
his apprentice went crazy and killed everyone, and when he stopped <laughs> going by the name of Obi Wan Kenobi. Right. Um, so C-3PO, we finally get a taste of what it is C-3PO is fearing, which is his complete and utter destruction. And here we get a little taste of it as his arm is pulled off. The first dismembered limb we see in the true trilogy. Yes, let's mark mark that off on the checklist. One severed limb. One, one arm on the floor. <laughs> Um, Although I guess if you're uh, if you've been watching these movies theoretically in order, then you know that this is just par for the course for C-3PO. That's well, if you've been watching them in order, this is the first one you've seen. Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, uh, does C-3PO he doesn't lose any limbs in Return of the Jedi, does he? This is an eyeball. Yeah. Yeah. And he falls face first into sand, but I don't think he gets damaged from that. No. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that kind of lack of attention to detail uh, irritates me. They should be hell in Return of the Jedi, and they should right. uh, have him lose a limb. Like in the new, it'll be a new new special edition. The next time they re-release it on whatever new format, just at yeah. the end of Jedi during the Ewok celebration, just like his leg will just fall off. He'll just be standing <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah, it should be like it should be like Kenny in South Park. Every episode should have C three PO being dismembered. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, I was wondering. I feel like is sand people a racist term? Do you think, or at least derogatory? Because, <laughs> I mean, they're Tuscan Raiders. Like that's the name of the race or the name of this group of people or whatever. Although, Although I, sand people, you know, like it, it's like I don't know. Although even Tuscan Raiders, I don't, I'm sure this, I'm sure they don't call themselves that. Right. No, I but be they're, they're the Tuscan, you know, people or the Tuscan nomads, right. and other people call them the Tuscan Raiders. That's but, a matter of perspective, but. Sand well, people? Yeah, that does sound uh, a bit more... Uh, I thought they just <laughs> raided and had tusks. That's why, that's why they were Tuscan raiders. <laughs> well, they don't see it as raiding. They see it as liberating your goods. Right. So they call themselves the Tuscan liberators. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, the, the progressive Tatooinians call them Tuscan raiders, whereas like Uncle Owen calls them the sand people. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're called the people of sand now, Uncle Owen. <laughs> I also wonder what do they want from Luke? Like, because uh, they, I mean, they're kind of looking at it as land speeder, but they, they don't seem to care about R2. They ride Banthas. They don't seem to have much technology. Like, are they going to eat him? Like, I know as a kid, I always thought they were going to eat him. Hmm. Interesting. I never thought, uh, uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't think they were going to eat him. Maybe they're just looking through his car for food. Maybe they're like bears. <laughs> So if he had, if he didn't have any food in his land speeder, none of this would have happened. Right. Or if he had kept his food in a little sand person proof barrel. Right. <laughs> yeah. Tied up on a, you know, 15 feet off the ground. Right. And it, it constantly makes noises to easily startle them so they'll <laughs> run away. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. 
Uh, one thing I think is funny also is uh, they're about to get into the land speeder when uh, Ben and uh, Luke and presumably R2 are all about to get in the land speeder. And R2's like, hey, uh, we forgot C-3PO. And it made me wonder how far they would have gotten before they realized they had left C-3PO behind. <laughs> I think what R2 is saying right there is just like, uh, who's going to drive? Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> You know, speaking of R2 uh, talking, I noticed just in these clips, and again, probably because I'm like super analyzing, I'm like, R2 talks a lot when there's no one around to translate, and he's not like, like what is he saying? Like, even this scene before they get C3PO, and at that moment, you're right, he's obviously like, hey, what about C3PO? But like, he's just talking, he's just making noises, and he knows that neither of them can understand him. Like, what is, like, I just feel like he's just like, bah, whatever, bah. <laughs> like, is he just grumbling all the time at nothing? Like, I think he's reading stuff. I think he's recording everything, and he's reading it into the record. Oh, I see. You know what I mean? He's like, oh, I've never seen such devotion before. Oh, see how devoted – you know what I mean? Like he's, he's kind of doing a commentary as, as, as things or, – Or he's – it could be that he's talking to the C-3PO in his head. Right. His imaginary C-3PO. <laughs> there you go. Well, they might be linked by Wi-Fi or something. We don't oh, know, I really. <laughs> <laughs> but I did, I mean, I noticed in the other scenes, too, he, there's a lot of times when he just talks and there's no translation and there's, he's just making noise. Right. There, there's one, uh, like when, when Obi-Wan, again, Obi-Wan lying, uh, when he says, I can't seem to recall ever owning a droid before, mm-hmm. um, which maybe is kind of true. Maybe he didn't own a droid, but like he's seen all he had one. He's seen them, these guys before. He's met R2-D2 yeah. before. Yeah, he's he's exhaustively like literal a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't seem to recall ever owning a droid before. Yeah. So I do recall owning a droid. I just don't seem to recall I do. <laughs> right. I mean, he was studying evasive lawyer techniques uh, in, while he was in his uh, in his hut on Tatooine. Yeah. Do you think he doesn't trust Luke at this point? Is that why he's or okay? Well, I guess the question is: Does Ben Kenobi, does Ben Obi Wan Kenobi recognize R two D two as R two D two, or does he just see R two D two as another astromech droid with a good motivator? I think he sees him as a droid. Hmm. He does not see him as as a hero. That's, no, because he didn't spend that much time with him. That's like true. you know, he had like one or two little encounters. 30 years ago before his apprentice went nuts and killed everyone. I don't think he's like, right. you remind me of a droid I once knew. Like, I, I don't think he's lying in that sense. Right. He could but but it is odd. To, as much as possible about that. Yeah, but it is odd to think that he never owned a droid the entire time he was in the Republic. Like, he had one in his Jedi Starfighter, but I guess technically he didn't own it. Like, right. See? Legality. Yeah. There's, that, there's that loophole there. <laughs> like, I didn't own it. It was assigned to me yeah. by the uh, <laughs> Republic. I guess it really depends on what your definition of remember is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when, when Obi-Wan says that, when he's like, yeah, I can't seem to recall ever owning a droid, then R2 lets out a, like, a noise that, uh, that I read as like, dude, come on. Because like, he makes like a little like, woo, woo, like sound is kind of, uh, he, you know, like he's trying to point something out. And he's like, dude, hey, it's me. Yeah, I thought he was doing kind of like a gotcha, old man. I got it. We're on the QT. You know, like, <laughs> right. I get what you're doing here. Right. Gotcha. You never owned a droid. <laughs> <sighs> I uh, I didn't know um, until like very recently, like just in the last couple years, um, that Alec Guinness was bald, and that that's like a wig he's wearing. Really? Oh, really? I didn't know, oh, that, you didn't either. know that either. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. I mean, like I think on the sides it's his real hair, but 
uh, yeah, like that's like a, maybe a toupee is a better hmm. word to use. Yeah. But but like yeah, even now when I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, it just looks like old man hair. Like they did a good job. But uh, yeah, I was talking to somebody recently and I saw some pictures of him, and yeah, he's bald. It's probably or easier was. to do hair pieces like that <laughs> than like a you know to make a full head of hair look like a good full head of hair. Yes, I, I agree. You just made me think like. Obi-Wan Kenobi. I wonder if he means old man hair. <laughs> so the question is, 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 it the, is it the actor who's wearing the hairpiece or is it the character who's wearing the hairpiece? Mm. Like today. Well, would the, char- the character would not want a hairpiece because he'd want to look different from when he was younger. Well, it's vanity, though. Oh, I see. <laughs> We're not that concerned of it if he's keeping the name Obi-Wan and walking around dressed like a Jedi knight. Yeah, he's wearing the same clothes. I did want to uh, there's one really cool shot in this which I'm starting mm-hmm. to notice more and more of the actual kind of uh, you know, yeah the, the, it's a lot of um, there's a lot of kind of still shots which I like a lot in these in these this movie in particular there's just mm-hmm. kind of a lot of like kind of lockdown camera you just kind of see you know set up like a painting almost right uh, and there's a, a great one when they hear the sand people all of a sudden, the, the camera pulls back, and the shot is kind of from between two rocks up on a yep. cliff above them. And it just adds to that kind of like, you know, pulling out from this kind of little intimate discussion all of a sudden into like, oh, wait, yeah, we're still in the middle of nowhere in the desert. And it does a good job of just kind of conveying that with just a change in camera, you know, uh, change in shot. Good point. I agree. I, that, that was probably like some B-roll. It probably wasn't even Lucas. Right. He was like, well, some guy was like, hey, can I go take a camera and go up on the rocks there and, and uh, shoot the scene? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. go ahead, whatever. <laughs> Rocky, get out of here. <laughs> All right, anything else for minute 32? Uh, no. Uh, I think we've got some more uh, some more Obi-Wan desert stuff to cover coming up. So sure. We can keep moving. All right, so we'll see everyone tomorrow on the Star Wars Minute. Oh, on the Star Wars Minute. Um, oh, 